SOJ in the building. Uh, I like it when my guests return. Uh, we had a real uh, scientific and cosmic conversation last time. I like it uh, not only because we can kind of touch on things that we, you know, tie up loose ends or refer back to, to what we talked about last time, but uh, we could also expand on what we were saying uh, further and, and make new points. So thanks for coming back. And today, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk a little bit about you know technology, and and how it affects us directly and indirectly, and what what you feel are are some of its uh, you know good good points and bad points. It's kind of how I I kind of saw this conversation going, and uh, I don't know. I, I, how was your day today? <laughs> uh, pretty good, man. It's good to be back for sure. Um, you know, anytime I'm down to do revisions, you know, I really like doing revisions on anything, any logistics I'm developing, you know, for anything from my day job to any personal, you know, studies or anything, any hobbies I'm doing. Um, my day today was excellent. You know, definitely was looking forward to this. Glad we're you know finally here in this moment, and I'd certainly like to cover you know anything from last time. I uh, there's you know from my perspective, I can be honest with you. You know, there's a lot of hidden meaning, a lot of tangents, a lot of subjects that we touched on last time. We can pretty much go in a hundred different directions right now. Uh, so, like did you ever boil down in a simple answer uh, what a supernova is? <laughs> For sure, man. Like, I could, <laughs> I could uh, try and boil it down to, like, one simple little phrase for you, but, you know, I, I like to solve a lot and get people to ask questions, get people to think in certain ways where they can almost answer that themselves. Um but yeah, you know, a supernova, a lot of people say it's a star dying. A lot of people say it's a star exploding. You know, they, they refer to the implosion that actually occurs as well. I mean, it's a, it's a moment where, you know, you go from a stable system, a star that's basically balanced between, you know, energy fusion of atoms and then, you know, the, the uh, you know, the pull forces of gravity and like the whole balance and then eventually stars, you know, they get to the point where they start fusing atoms uh, denser and denser to the point where they create uh, the iron element. And iron happens to be one of the elements that once it's created, like in the, the core of a star, it, it begins absorbing more, uh, I think what it is, it, is it, it absorbs a lot more energy and it becomes more difficult for energy to, you know, create like an outward force. So then eventually what happens is the iron, basically, it's like a star will sign its death signature when, you know, the moment it starts creating iron because the iron begins just growing and getting more dense and becoming, like, force of gravity becomes uh, stronger than the force of the, the fusion you know, the outward explosive forces of diffusion. So basically the star begins imploding. 
under you know stronger forces of gravity relative to the the outward forces of explosions and eventually it, it will implode and then what happens there i can't even really explain because it's like well how do you you know at what point does that implosion kind of fail and then it the star will eventually shed off a bunch of material. And so the important thing about that moment is the understanding that, you know, that's where heavier, heavier elements are created. And then after the implosion kind of transitions into a, a shedding or like an explosion of the outer layers of the star, you know, it creates all kinds of different unfathomable compositions of elements that just explode and, get launched outward into space, you know, and they can become moons and planets and, you know, asteroids and all kinds of other particles of matter. This, this is exactly why I wanted to have you back on because you paint a picture because you understand exactly what's going on. And I think you know me well enough to know, be like, okay, I kind of got to use small words and, you know, really you know, just tell them exactly what's going on. Like when I look, I Wikipedia it because I was, I was kind of, you know, uh, you know, you, you made me curious about it the way you were, you know, kind of hinting around what it, what it could be or what it should be or, you know, with our last one. So, but what you just said was, was way better than what Wikipedia, I got it from Wikipedia that is an explosion of a star dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're talking about making iron, like I'm, all the way back in, you know, what, seventh grade, studying the periodical table. Like, I know iron's one of the most basic things. And now it makes sense because there is a gravitational pull. So if it's too heavy, it's like I'm now I'm thinking like, okay, so what is, what's going to make the explosion? I'm like, okay, if it's just iron, then it'll just be like a big steel ball, right? But then you keep going and you're like, ah, okay, boom, got it, supernova, got it, see that. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, there's kind of a, a little bit of, I don't know, like I have this, I have this kind of understanding about sacred, like what information is sacred? Cause there's a lot of things that it's hard to explain to people. Um, it takes a lot of practice, like Einstein's famous quotes, like you can't explain something in a simple way. You know, you basically, you got to keep studying so that you understand it well enough so you can get to the point where you can share the information because the thing with, with what I believe is about what's sacred is it's like, if you can't explain something freely and simply, then you, you might as well keep it to yourself until, I mean, it's important to share it so you can learn and, you know, failing is good too, because you can, you can grow from that. So obviously the more you try and explain something, the more you learn and learn how to explain it more simply, but it, you got to be careful sometimes because there might be things you want to share. And sometimes like when you, when you try to attempt it, it can uh, kind of trivialize the, the magnitude of how important it is to you kind of to yourself. But I don't know. It all depends on your personality and things. So everybody's different, but they say when you can, for- when you can teach something, you've mastered it because you understand it enough to actually, uh, give it to someone else, like transfer it from one mind to another. So that would be sacred. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess like you could say like in the last several years, I've learned uh, 
because at work, like at my day job, I train a lot of people like over the years where it gets, you, you learn a lot refining the knowledge you have when you do that, when you share it. And so like I would say in the last several years, I've learned to not be afraid to like try, even though like I have, I have a lot of fails. It's kind of like you think of like a stand-up comedian, you know, like I've heard stories, you know, like Joe Rogan, one of the guys who he would like talk about how he, in the beginning, he was terrible. And, you know, you're up on stage or whatever, and you just, you fail. But you learn from that, you pick yourself up. And over the last few years, I've learned just how to explain things a little bit more structured, you know, in a manner where I have, like, I don't know, ways of of, uh, leading people to the water and kind of, like, showing them how to discern what's in front of them, you know? Like, it's not like I feel like I can explain, explain shit perfectly accurately but i can at least do it in a manner where you visually you know because i go beyond words you know like words to me it's very hard for me to channel my what's what i'm envisioning into you know fucking sentences so i get frustrated when i have to when you have to do that when i have my mind into well you're also i i learned early about you that you have a thorough understanding for a lot of things that people don't you know um in a very in a very uh vast number of different um pools too not only you know the financial structure a little bit of government a little bit of you know uh conspiracy a little bit of uh you know reality and not to mention you know some of the state-of-the-art technology um, that goes on, you know, some 3D printing, some, you know, all or all sorts of shit from, you know, like like what we we're talking about, cosmic rays and, you know, being able to look at, you know, the stars. Like, I don't even understand, you know, I, I barely understand how a telescope works. So um, it's it's nice to know that there are people out there like you that can actually retain so much information. It's 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 hard for me as a as a little troglodyte to to explain myself sometimes. So I can only imagine what it's like. Like people people who don't know you, like you're like a like if you wanted to be, you could like a be like a rocket scientist. You could work at like yeah. a fucking nuclear fucking hey. facility. You, no, you could. Like you if you took a fucking ASVAP, I'm sure you would fucking you know graduate or pass high. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't doubt it at all. But uh yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's I would have to study fucking hard, but yeah, I mean I could probably do some some crazy shit like that. But you're also you know, one of the people that if, if that. you put your mind to something, you could also learn something new. Like you could read a textbook and take out from that textbook what it's actually trying to teach you. And probably probably even critique it to the point where like, oh, this is like outdated. This doesn't even make sense anymore because I know that when they're saying this, that doesn't make sense because we've proven that wrong. And you know, such and such said such and such. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even, you know, begin. But uh, and that's that's what's beautiful, I think, about you know, science and technology and and people as a as a whole. Like you think about, I mean, I'm able to have a show. You know what I mean? For me to be able to broadcast this, it still blows my mind that I can I can just use my phone or use my computer here and 
and I actually have the other thing is like I was thinking about before we got started today like I have a relationship with so, so many different people uh, via the Xbox and the internet that I've never even seen their face before you know I and like I know these people exist or I I, I, I believe these people exist you know like because they have to because I'm a real person like I go to work yeah. every day you know like I have fucking trials and tribulations like they can't be just making shit up to like it's not can't be a fucking simulation, you know. Um, I don't believe. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be a fucking simulation, but I I don't think so. Like I don't think it's it's reached that point yet. Um, because I mean, I remember growing up before I even thought about any of this. Like I remember having that that theory, like, oh, the whole world is about me. Everyone else is. It's a conspiracy. Like I'm the only like I'm the only one that matters in this world and everyone else is just put here to do what they want to do, you know, to, to make sure that I get to some stupid destiny. You know what I mean? Like whatever my whatever my fantasy for the day was, you know what I mean? But uh Yeah. As I've grown up I've I've given that up because I've had other people tell me the exact same thing. Like, oh when I was a kid I thought the same thing. Like, you know, when I was a kid I used to think that I would never grow up to be an adult. And I never really did because I didn't grow up that much because I'm not that tall. But uh, I've got <laughs> I've got kids. You know what I mean? Like I've got I've yeah. got I've got kids that are my size. You know, like yeah, I'm an adult now. People look at me and they're like, "Oh, you're old." I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't even feel old. Like I, I barely feel like I'm 30. You know, I'm like halfway through my 30s. So um, yeah, me too, man. It's it's Crazy. it's. <clears throat> it's a privilege to be able to experience what we experience like like to be able to play games with someone in a different in a different state or in a different you know on another side of the country like literally thousands of miles away and be able to um cultivate you know not only a relationship but be able to share ideas and and be able to have an experience to 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 you know touch your mind you know no homo and and experience you know things you know from a different person's perspective i think that's so um invaluable uh it's just i i'm so grateful for it and technology i mean you know the the internet has definitely changed the way it's it's just it's the the how how do you even put it in words it's like having a baby you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like you like, know a really good description of the internet comes from uh, that Michio Kaku guy. He's like that. He's like Japanese, I think. He like people call him the modern Einstein or whatever. He made Bitcoin, um, right? He uh, he refers to the internet as quite simply. He just calls it the telephone system of the Type One civilization. So the transition. As technology evolves over time, type zero is basically where we're at, but we're transitioning. You could say, you know, you could put the like the threshold of the transition in a lot of different locations, but it's like the internet in and of itself basically is a global telephone system for, you know, everyone on the planet Earth, and it will evolve to the point where that's how we communicate as a species, as we evolve into this transition where we become type one and we begin controlling the, the climate of our planet. We begin, you know, controlling, uh, the nearest 
satellite, which is our moon. So we have to get, you know, a 24-hour moon base or, you know, an establishment on the moon where we can basically populate it and have a colony there. And then we can go from the moon and go deeper out into the solar system. So, like, the nearest place, I guess the plan, you could say, is, you know, the new, uh, there's a lot of things that are, that are happening now. You didn't know that, you didn't know there was a base on the moon? <laughs> well, when? Come on, bro. 24/7? Come on, bro. There's a, There's been a base on the moon for a long time, bro. You didn't know this? For how long? Where? On the dark side? Yeah, on the dark of Duh, of course, on the dark side. <laughs> You can't be on any other place besides the dark side of the moon. The other side's too hot. All right. Well, we got to start launching rockets and start going to Mars then, because I mean that's kind of the whole planet with the moon. It's like a, a base station for you know space travel as we evolve into Type One, and we go colonize Mars, colonize Europa, colonize Titan. Or I don't know if we can colonize Titan. It's probably a can I can I stop you? Planet. Can I stop you for a second before we go super cosmic again? Now, I guess I need the moon, so I don't want to screw that up. No, 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 but no, yeah. no, and I, I do want to go cosmic, but just before that, like, you said something that I definitely want to touch on, and you said, you know, control the atmosphere, and when you say yeah. control the atmosphere, that, like, it, it strikes a nerve with me, you know, because I know we've, <clears throat> we've had a few conversations about, um, you know, global engineering and such, and it's like, I've, before I met you, t- t- 12 years before I met you, um, you know, I was talking to an ex-army ranger about, you know, things that he, he knew about in the government saying that they can, you know, they can make it rain in certain spots for weeks and weeks and weeks, or they can, they can dry up certain areas so that, you know, the, whatever hostiles they're fighting, they don't get any rain. So, you know, they have to, um, get resources some other way or whatever. And it's like, there's, a lot of uh, warfare applications when I think about uh, manipulating the weather. But I guess with the good comes the bad, right? So when, when if we're going to terraform yeah. a planet, we're probably going to have to test a few things here um, in order to do it. But do, do you think in order to control the, the, the climate here, do you think we'll be able to maintain and sustain a thing like like mother nature you think we're going to be able to wrap a leash around the earth and and be able to do a tsunami here and a typhoon here when we need it like rain rain here when we need it like is that really what we're talking about like captain planet like at the push of a button (laughs) yeah yeah i mean certainly um i think that i think one of the biggest problems that and I don't know, like, I think when you talk to people, like, one-on-one, you might get a more uh, thorough and concise purview of what they really believe. But I think with the mass media and the way they freaking spam social media, and you know, we all get the news in, this, in a controlled way. And so it's hard to believe what the, the population really thinks uh, authentically, you know. So, like, I think a big problem... Uh, with this subject is, you know, how people throw terms around. So you got people, like, if you go way back and, like, say you go back 30 years. Mm-hmm. So you're, you've been alive long enough to remember that. And so you remember the ozone layer crisis bullshit? Yeah, dude, there was a hole in the ozone layer. And if, if girls used too much hairspray, it was making the problem worse. Yeah, okay. So 
so the, here's the problem is like, you know, Stephen Hawking hit a famous book, Universe in a Nutshell. I read that like in my early 20s and a uh, badass book. Everybody should read it. Um, but in the book, he talked about the production of information. He talked about the evolution of DNA. He talked about the rate of like garbage information and relative to like helpful information, you know, so like the information that actually helps us advance and make progress versus, you know, like the propaganda and the mass media spewing out lies and twisting the truth and altering reality of the information and trying to create their own narrative. So back 30 years ago, you know, they had this ozone layer crisis, artificial crisis bullshit. And so, yeah, I mean, it's based on a truth. So it's, there's some truth behind it. The problem is the way they spin it. They change words, they change meanings, and they they basically create a, a lie out of the truth. Divide and, and conquer. So, so the truth is basically, yeah, I mean, the ozone can, you know, there's holes that can form in it, but it doesn't sit there forever constantly. It's not like a constant thing. It, it's dynamic, like most of the shit in the universe. So I saw some recent like news alerts recently about that that talked about it, how, yeah, man, I mean, we have holes in the ozone, but they go away and they come back sometimes. There's new ones. And, the, you know, it's not like the same hole every time necessarily. But, you know, who knows? I mean, I could be full of shit. I just, you know, it's like it's all about... Because in my mind, it's one hole that gets bigger or smaller depending on how good we're doing. It's kind of like a gauge. You know what I'm saying? And like when we're really bad, now that Trump's in office, you know what I'm saying? It's probably getting bigger, you know? And uh, Well, here's, there's a lot of things that are kind of entangled with it. You know what's crazy is uh, you go back 30 years, you believe uh, the ozone layer, the ozone layer, basically it's the gaseous particles of the atmospheric layers of the planet, right? So... It basically, there's a lot of different layers to it. There's, you know, gas layers, who knows, miles and miles thick or whatever. I mean, I don't have the specifics, but the point is, is back then, like, I remember believing all the way into maybe my late 20s where I thought, okay, the ozone layer is what's protecting us from ultra ultraviolet radiation from the sun, right? So, oh, if the hole, you know, is above your, say, your your city where you're living, oh, you're going to get burned or skin cancer or, you know, an abnormal dose of radiation because of the holes there. But over time, I eventually learned that there's another thing that actually protects us from that problem, and it's called the magnetosphere. And it's the, the magnetic field of the planet due to its, you know, the way it's built. We can go off on a tangent in that, but nah, yeah, I saw I saw that on the the X Men movie. (laughs) So it's like, you know, the the core of our planet's basically like a, you know, it's like a magnetic fusion reactor, and you know, you have this really high dense core that's basically uh, suspended within the, you know, the liquid magma of all types of different layers of the rest of the whole entire planet you know so like we could go off into the anatomy of all that but i'm not like an expert in it but the point is is the way the the earth is geometrically configured it basically generates a magnetic field and the magnetic field that it generates is i mean i'm going to throw a number out there i'm going to say it probably protects us more than 90 percent 
of, you know, from the radiation relative to what the atmosphere actually does. So let's say the ozone layer does have holes in it. Well, you know, it probably affects uh, the greenhouse effect more than it affects the actual, you know, the state of the protection we have from the radiation coming from the sun. So the, the magnetic field is actually what's protecting us mostly uh, from that. And so, like, if people are trying to scare everybody about, oh, there's holes in the ozone layer, I mean, relative to the dynamics of what's going on to the magnetosphere, I think we should probably pay more attention, you know, to the magnetic field that's going on and whether or not, you know, that's going to flip soon and the poles are going to change and whatever else can happen. But anyway, I don't want to touch too much onto that because I'm not like a much of an expert on the magnetic field of the planet. But well, No, that makes me feel better, though. It makes me feel like as long as, you know, um, <laughs> uh, if, if there are the holes in the ozone and it's getting slightly bigger, at least hopefully I'm in a good spot where the magnetos feel like I get good service. You know what I'm saying? Like the Verizon works great for me wherever I go. So um, I'll attribute it to that. Now, But when you did say that, you said the whole, you know, surface or the whole earth runs off of this, you know, um, magnetic uh field that it triggers in my mind instantly the uh the thought of aliens and like ancient technology that might have been lost like ancient atlantis or whatever like how how much do you dig into that like have you ever went because i i don't know a whole lot about either i you know my my education was you know better than most but not nearly as as good as it could have been due to my lack of effort um however i i do have an active imagination i've i've seen a couple of episodes of uh ancient aliens and i like to call bullshit on a lot of that stuff because of my you know religious upbringing however the the smarter i get the 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 more i realize that I'm not that smart, <laughs> you know, like the, the, yeah. um, it's, I mean, it's, that's actually real good. Cause it helps you, uh, helps, uh, kind of help you focus on, on actually growing and developing your understanding. In my opinion, like, I think when people like say you, I don't know if you know anybody who thinks they know everything, but those types of people have a hard time, I think, evolving and growing their, their understanding I, I think it's very humbling to to recognize that we are kind of stupid and we we do need to kind of slow down and be a little bit less arrogant and look at what we are doing with the climate and so we're actually touching on a couple different things here where it's like a distortion of truth and so i have a big problem with the mass media how they twist uh truth you know and you mentioned the uh, a moment ago what did you mention it was well um, well back on climate if we could get if we could get focused in on that like how would you change the atmosphere how do you do that like because i'm thinking like you drive up in a plane and you pour like salt in the clouds to make it rain but like how do you do that like how do how does one like target a specific region and then affect its climate <clears throat> accurately over a period of time like how would you even begin to do that Dude, it's a, it's a really important question, and I honestly, I'd bet a million dollars that we haven't really figured it out yet. 
And what I mean is specifically how you stated it. It's like, in my opinion, I would say a lot of, like, if you want to talk about global warming or the ozone layer or climate change, quote unquote, you know, basically manipulating the weather, manipulating nature, um, in my opinion, a lot of it is kind of random and actually it's like, it's like walking down the street with a blindfold on. I think a lot of the things, the effects, the causalities we're doing that we're inducing into the environment, a lot of it's been kind of like flipping the coin, basically gambling. Um, so, so like, I just get frustrated because like when somebody mentions the ozone layer problem crisis or whatever, when someone mentions, you know, any, 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 uh, harm that could be altering the nature, the environment, no matter like what ecosystem you're talking about. Like if you, if you talk to game wardens, you know, they, their, their job is to protect a particular square mile, uh, quantity of land. Yeah. Ecosystem. So they're, they're dealing with ecosystems that have to be balanced and not be ruined and destroyed by poachers and by, you know, like, uh, illegal grows and different things where people just pollute the environment and contaminate it with chemicals. And, and so there's, I believe there's more just gambling that we're doing anytime we, you know, a, a big one is like, you know, say look at Al Gore and global warming, you know, he complains about cow farts and the exhaust fumes coming out of our fucking exhaust pipe, you know, while he takes his private jet to all the conferences he goes to, but like, my point is, is some of the stuff is completely random, like flip of the coin, like anything from a cow fart to uh, someone dumping antifreeze in the dirt in their backyard or something like that. You know, no big deal. But it, well, it, let me let, know, me, like let me let me let me elaborate on that. Let me elaborate on that a little bit, like for people that might not understand, like when you say uh, Al Gore blaming cow farts, like people are really trying to make the assumption that the uh, uh the gas that is emitted from cows um what is it the nitrous oxide gas whatever it is or <laughs> whatever gas uh, is. i think it's mostly methane it's methane like the methane, the methane yeah the methane that's admitted yeah and uh the <laughs> methane that's admitted is is uh hurting the ozone or is or is 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 hurting and then when you make the comparison to him you know flying his jet around you when you're burning fossil fuels in the air you're putting more carbon into the atmosphere or more pollutants into the atmosphere than the natural you know methane gas that's i mean yes it's it's not good yeah, for so the environment it's definitely a, it's not a good thing but if you look at the statistics of what beef is actually doing, like especially here in America, from the uh, I've seen or I've heard statistics on it recently from our boy JRE, um, the Joe Rogan shit. Uh, he was saying that it's like <laughs> it's less than three percent of all of it that's admitted. Most of it is big business. So it's once again, it's the media throwing it back in our face, like, oh, this is what it is. This is you know that we gotta we gotta work on you know being. Uh, you know, a uh, vegetarian, we got to stop eating, you know, like that's not the answer. You know what I mean? Right. The answer is, is really <clears throat> cutting down on these, these, these business admissions, making sure that we're taxing the right people and, and keeping the ecosystems and keeping the rangers around and keeping these, these parks protected and keeping these lands, uh, sacred to us. Now, 
I do, I do subscribe to what you're saying. Like, I do think we need to put a base on the moon, and we do need to start launching mark, uh, rockets to Mars and figuring out how to uh, colonialize and, and become a, a multi-planet species. Like, I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm on board. Do I think I'll see it in my lifetime? I don't know. Poss- it's possible. Uh, probably not. But you know, my my kids definitely could. You know, their kids definitely could. So, um, I think the one thing that I definitely wanted to touch on whenever, when, as soon as I thought, you know, you're like, what do you want to podcast on? I'm like, technology, the, the most interesting thing about technology to me, it's, it's really, and, and it's probably why it's so interesting and relevant and why we could do a thousand fucking podcasts on technology alone is the age that we live in is literally the information age. Like we, if you look at technology as a whole, you know, we've went in the last hundred years further than anyone's ever gone ever. Like the the rate of information and growth has changed so exponentially. Like we went from zero to a hundred so quick, like real fucking quick. Um, <clears throat> And I think it's 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 the best time to be alive. You know, there's a lot of things you could focus on that are negative and there's, you know, pollution and we definitely need to worry about um, climate change is real. And the climate has always been changing since the, the existence of time. Now, you know, how much of it, you know, can it is within our control? You know, I think we should definitely study that. I think people should focus on that. You know, how much of it is is out of our control should probably be explained in in a lighter source like i i'm too dumb to speak on it i don't know like i do i guess i see a difference but i've always moved around like i feel like it's been a hot summer you know like it's been a real hot summer seems like this the seasons are getting a little bit longer but i can breathe the air you know i don't i'm not getting any uh you know i'm not getting skin cancer from the sun exposure that i'm i'm getting you know i i, I don't I don't wear a lot of sunblock, you know, I, I hear all this yeah. stuff going on out, 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 uh, you know, don't get too much sun, make sure you, you're wearing, you know, SPF 50. I'm like, I don't do any of that shit. Now, will I pay for it when I'm 50? Uh, we'll see, you know, but, um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a simpleton in a way, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention. I'm trying to figure this out. That's why it's, I think it's important for a simple guy like me to have conversations with someone with, that you like you that gets gets almost frustrated explaining things to a simple person but i think it's also <laughs> it's given you the opportunity i think you're learning patience through it and you're learning also how to articulate these thoughts that it just makes sense for you something that clicks for you doesn't also necessarily click for someone else so it's i appreciate you taking the time to to break these things down um where do we sure. want? Where do we want to go next? Did you want to expand on on how would you actually, or you don't think we've figured it out yet as far as uh, <clears throat> taking a specific spot and manipulating the 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 weather there for a long period of time? You don't think we can do that yet? Um. Yeah, man. I. It just. I think. I. I would say on the whole subject in general, the, the thing that frustrates me the most is how. Um. Broad. I mean, I like to have an open mind, I guess, because it, it helps me 
you know, having the ability to change your mind, I think, is important because a lot of the people that are closed-minded, they think, oh, my God, you know, the planet's going to only last another 12 or 11 years or whatever it is. That, you know, there's some lunatics out there that think the planet's not going to be here in, you know, a little over the uh, a decade. But, you know, they think that the, the planet's getting warmer than, you know, abnormally warmer than all its history and that means the ice caps are going to melt and all the icebergs and everything are going to melt and the sea level is going to rise and then, you know, land is going to go underwater. Uh, as the planet's warming, it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, That's oh, why blah, we blah. need to buy Greenland. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's like, I would like for people to have just an honest conversation. You know, I'd like all these crazy lunatics to just stop Stop saying words like global warming, you know. So what I like to do is I like to slow people down and say, look, global warming. Okay, so where did you hear that? You know, what is that? What, you know, what does it mean? Global warming. You know, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I live in, you know, north, uh, northwest Arizona and it fucking snowed here uh, like two or three times in the last several years. That's not normal. Like it snowed here last year and it was like, 40 years before that since it snowed, you know, in the past. And so people are hooting and hollering about global warming, for example. It's like, well, uh, you know, it snowed in a desert. So how is it global warming? Um, so I like to, I like to just, in my perspective, you know, I see things with more of an open mind. So I see things, you know, I take, okay, the ozone layer crisis, the global warming crisis, the climate change crisis, all these crises that people are freaking out about, cow farts, the, you know, big jumbo jets or, you know, big plumes of diesel engine smoke just pluming out of people's exhaust pipes, people freaking out, you know, and it's like, okay. So let's just define global warming real quick. You know, what does it basically mean? It's basically like, okay, we're putting molecules in the atmosphere that aren't normally there, so therefore it's trapping uh, light from the sun, and that light is basically being contained you know and it what that does is it creates kind of a domino effect and so as that gaseous uh, quantity of particles is now containing more energy from the sun it's making the layer between the surface of the planet or whatever to the atmosphere and it's making it all warmer and so as the sunlight gets trapped and it creates a greenhouse effect it's basically like a domino effect and it gets worse and worse and worse and there's planets, there's examples in our solar system, I think. What's an example? Saturn, uh, Venus, like any gas giant, basically has a greenhouse, a runaway greenhouse effect. I mean, not every single one, but, you know, it's a big perspective where if you have gases that can trap sunlight, you know, the, the radiation, the energy from the sun, it will just get warmer and warmer and warmer. And so... That's really what I think people mean by global warming. They're just afraid the planet's just going to get warmer and warmer to the point where there's no more snow, there's no more hail, there's no more icebergs, and the sea level is going to rise and we're all going to get flooded out. And eventually it could lead to the point where the all of the water vaporizes, evaporates, and turns into steam, and then we have no more water. And then we're all basically burning alive. You know, so that's the the global warming scare. But what's funny about it, where people 
they talk about the actual statistics and they say, well, people are freaking out about like a few degree change, blah, 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 whatever they, their best rebuttal is. If you look at the data historically, it's like a microscopic change relative to a lot of different moments in time throughout history. And so you can't really say that, oh, global warming is the problem. I would like people to open their minds and be like, look, you know, everything is much more dynamic and complicated than we all like to pretend it is. People like to try and make it sound black and white, like, oh, the ozone layer is the problem. No, no, the, you know, global warming is the problem. Oh, no, climate change. Okay, well, climate change, what do people mean? You know, climate change, what does that mean? We have four seasons. I was, gonna, I was just going to say that, yeah. You know, so it's like the seasons in and of themselves are changes in the climate. So it's like, I would like for people to get specific on what they mean. What do they mean, you know? And so I can just digress for a moment because technically, in my purview, it's not even about all this shit. It's just smoke screening, smoke and mirrors, just a veil distracting us from the actual problems. Like, people need to focus, like, okay, what are the solutions, you know? And so I'm just going to get to the bottom line real quick because I don't want to go off many tangents i'd like to bring us back to um basically technology and why how this shit's all related what how this is related to you know type zero type one type two type three civilization uh evolutionary inflection points so type zero to type one is like the most important transition because it basically in order you know by definition you know there's actually a guy i think i wrote this down there's a guy who came up with this unit of measure basically you know from type zero to type three and there's a specific guy that dubbed it or whatever he gets credit i I forget his name i can find it later but the the transition from zero to one is important because basically to go from zero to one there's a few criteria so you have to you have to uh, learn about nuclear elements first of all so we did that, you know, in, what, the 50s? We made the atom bomb and the hydrogen bomb, you know. So, like, once you begin wielding nuclear energy, you begin building nuclear reactors and nuclear warheads, and, you know, you start harnessing radiation, ele- you know, radioactive elements, and you measure, you know, the age of carbon atoms, isotopes and shit, and you learn all about chemistry, and you... The, the the big concern about learning about radioactive elements is it leads to another probability. Okay, so so say you hand a child like a like a match, right? Simple basic matchstick, you know, and you you show them how to light it. You know, you introduce them to a new probability of danger. You know, so like as you know, the human race transitioning from type zero to type one, we're like a an infant child playing with nuclear radiation. And so look at Fukushima, what happened? Look at, what, Chernobyl, look at all these, you know, there's a lot of uh, examples, I don't have them all memorized, but, you know, there's a lot of disasters associated with nuclear technology where we nearly, you know, there's people that have died from radiation poisoning, there's people that have been bombed from nuclear warheads, there's there's a lot of death, a lot of destruction and so the problem with this power that we gained 
transitioning from type 0 to type 1 is we can blow ourselves up, destroy the planet, basically snuff ourselves out to the point where we, we perish and we become extinct and we fail to transition to type 1. So as a species, you know, we, we are literally facing the decision or the probability of whether or not we can harness nuclear energy in a respectful, uh, responsible manner, or we blow ourselves up. Without, so, yeah, without melting the planet, yeah. Right, so that's like the biggest problem with, uh, uh, you know, freaking World War Three would be because, you know, there's that saying, it's like, I don't know what the weapons of World War Three are going to be, but the weapons of World War Four are going to be sticks and stones because we're pretty much going to destroy everything. <laughs> in the world, world I War like III. that. I've never thought about that, but that's a good point. Well, I mean, it speaks to my point earlier when I said, you know, in the last hundred years, we've literally done leaps and bounds. Like if our if the human existence is a drop in the bucket in the in the you know the bucket of time, you know what I mean. Um, then the technology advancement in the last hundred years has been, you know, its own drop in itself. Like it's been, you know, from what we've, from then till now, just in our lifetime, think about, think about just, just what, what met us, you know, what, what introduced us together. Just think about video games. Think about from, from where it went to, you know what I mean? And I I do want you to um, keep going from, you know, uh, uh, you know, from zero to one. So he's saying we're in zero now, but in order to yeah. go from zero to one, we have to be able to harness nuclear energy respectively, which we're trying to do. I don't know if, you know, we've necessarily mastered it yet, but I, I think we're getting better. Um, now, what's, yeah, sure. what's the next move? Because you also said the internet is uh, helping advance that too, because now... We can share information um, and technology, and I mean, uh, you brought up a good point about you know how much good information is actually out there, as opposed to how much you know bullshit information is out there. But uh, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. So now, what gets us to level one? Like, mm-hmm. exact? How far yeah. are we? Do you think we'll reach it in our lifetime? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have a few different perspectives on that. Um, you know, just really quick to answer your question just right now. In my opinion, we should be there already. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons why we're not. Because of the and fucking war on drugs. Dude, I, yeah, there's a lot of obstructionists in politics. The last 30 years, I think, we could have been there by now in the last 30 years, but... Uh, I think a lot of politicians have been fucking us over for a long time and basically covering a lot of shit up, slowing a lot of shit down, putting regulations on things, preventing people from being able to use their imaginations and their time effectively and and develop and evolve and learn things faster and, and learn things honestly. You know, one of the biggest things I realized in college and even in well, well after college, even now, like I'm in my 30s and you know, I never stopped studying. You know, you, you basically learn and realize, you know, learning is life long, long term. You should never, you should never turn away from, you know, developing your knowledge. And um, I think there's a big problem with our, you know, 
galactic curriculums. I don't know if you've seen the bullshit, like being a father, I don't know what, what you've had to deal with as far as like the things that teachers are feeding our children in school these days with mathematics and slowing them down, like teaching them, forcing them to follow stupid ass processes to do simple basic equations. And it's just so obstructive, keeps them from expanding their minds and actually solving problems, you know? So, um, I, with that, I, I believe that we could have been there already by now if we didn't have so much obstruction going on in fucking government. You think that's but, intentional? What's up? You think that's intentional? You think it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a combination. It's, you know, I like to think things... A lot of dynamicity, a lot of dynamics in uh, pretty much a lot of my perspectives because... I'm a believer of not really knowing things for certain. And so it's like, I like to look at all of the open things that I haven't even thought of yet. So I believe it's a combination of purposeful obstructionism, but also ignorance, just stupidity even. And then, you know, everything's entangled. So it's like, you look at simple stuff. So like over time, you look at like, let's just take a simple loaf of bread, man. So, like, you go to the grocery store, you buy a loaf of bread, right? It's got ingredients in it. You go back in time, maybe 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you could buy a loaf of bread that had more nutrients in it that will help your hypothalamus, hypothalamus gland in your brain and your pituitary gland in your brain. It helps your brain function better, help your body function better. And what I'm talking about more specifically is uh, a supplement called Nesta. What is it called? It's iodine. It's a certain permutation of iodine. Iodine can be poisonous if it's in the wrong form. But uh, So, like, if you use um, nascent iodine, it'll help your brain function. It literally will, it's scientifically proven, shown to improve your IQ and help brain function, help, you know, thought processes and everything and help you discern and formulate and solve problems. Um, and so, like, a loaf of bread back in the day used to have iodine in it. But what what happened over time? We replaced the iodine with bromide or some shit, bromine, whatever the hell it is. And it basically has no effect and kind of, in a way, can do the opposite. You know, there's a lot of crazy chemical warfare going on these days, both ignorant, based, purposeful based, you know. I believe it's just the dynamics of a lot of you could just say three different things. You know, there's there's diabolical intent, I believe. I believe there's, you know, I believe China, for example, a lot of our pharmaceuticals are manufactured in China. And guess what? I guarantee you that they're, they're not going to give up. a fuck when there's harmful toxins in the products they make. I don't know if you've ever heard about the the lead that they put in paint when they manufactured things in the past, but they used to do that. And I don't know if you've heard about fentanyl recently, but, dude, fentanyl basically is like chemical warfare manufactured in China, and it's being dumped on people in this country, and they're getting hooked and addicted to it, and the side effects are fucking terrible. Yeah, and it's killing people. Yeah, and so we're, you know, we're in the middle of like a weird-ass long-term 
civil war, wherever you want to call it, you know, it's, it's transforming, just call it information warfare, but it, it, it spans across just direct, uh, um, assault on products we buy that we have around us in our daily lives to cyber warfare, to our emails, our texts, our phones, our, our personal information or fucking addresses. People are getting doxxed these days. We have to learn new terminology because people are like inventing new ways to fuck each other over and blow ourselves down. You know, there's just so many things entangled. So I believe that if we can do things to heal our bodies and keep ourselves more healthy, if we can manufacture simple things like a loaf of bread with ingredients that actually help our brain function better or any other food product that you might be able to manufacture in a more helpful way you know there's there's chemicals that we can put in our bodies that help us but there's also chemicals that don't and i just think that you know food manufacturers food producers whatever you want to call them people that are specialized in you know producing nutrients that we need to to live off of I believe that we can all do a better job to the point where we can be, you know, smarter people and have the ability to solve problems. And so I'm going to try and get back to the climate change thing because we still kind of need to finish touch on that. But was there something I missed? Cause, um, well, I no, I think it, it's all relative and, and we, the way to tie it back in is just by, by, by replacing the food with bullshit, it slowed down the process, making it so that we can't get to level one yet. So making making yeah. the people dumber and making and slowing down process is is getting away from you know the key point, which is making everyone smarter, making everyone work together. You know, world peace is kind of this idea um, that that some people just think it's it's not it's not really achievable because there's been war since since the first day but i think um in my mind in order to reach you know level one we probably gotta get a fucking rap on that right wouldn't war have to be somehow you know uh nullified to the point where it's it's the the least it's ever been and it would be only in populations where you know technology hasn't taken over yet like uh, you would have to think that that would be the case and with with uh cell phones being so you know such a pivotal thing like who saw smartphones coming nobody smartphones and tablets like and and with the with the combined power of the internet like we really can like imagine a whole new world now like just with with the information technology but yeah so as far as as far as climate change goes you think that so climate change being able to manipulate the world's atmosphere is a a part of it you also said being able to have uh uh nuclear energy harnessed responsibly is a part of it so yeah and then i'm yeah, thinking sure. and then and i'm thinking uh you know eliminate war would you agree with the eliminate war spectrum and would you touch on because we've talked about this before off the podcast, but um, wouldn't you say that uh, 
Uh, oh, I lost it. Well, you had a like you you were at a nuclear warfare versus just nuclear energy, and then like, um, I mean, I, I'm gonna knock climate change out of the water for sure. I mean, I'm, I might be frustrating a few people who might be listening because you know I'm building up to some important shit. Now we'll go ahead, go ahead, you go ahead. I'll, I'll think of it. There was something about that, but anyways, you, you, uh, like, where, where are we going? Like, how do we get to, how do we get to level one? <laughs> All right, man. So, um, so I like to, you know, I always, I always find myself, uh, I like, I like patterns and repetitions, and patterns are important. I think human beings were really good pattern recognizers. It helped us survive, and um, so I see a pattern, you know, a lot of things entangled. So I like to see how things become entangled and see how things are related. So it's like, you know, I'm mentioning things like simple loaves of bread and iodine and, you know, nutrients and blah, 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 and people might think that sounds silly, but, you know, you, you like to try and keep an open mind, and, and I like to try and paint, you know, it, it's kind of like a decimated image because I'm not touching everything, but I'm, I'm trying to show kind of like a ruler where you can see where zero is and you can see where 12 inches is and you can see some indicators in between and you can see a scale or a unit of measure a spectrum where you can begin to see the overall picture. So people are saying climate change and, you know, all this propaganda twists on re on the truth. And so, I like to point out just how we could change uh, the way we feed our bodies and the way we hydrate our bodies and the way we uh, educate ourselves to the point where we, we are smarter as a population and we are able to tackle these problems and solve these problems. And then it gets to a point it's like, okay, well, what are the damn problems? The problem is not the ozone layer necessarily. The problem is not global warming necessarily. The problem is not climate change necessarily here's the problem if you want to talk about climate change and knock it out of the water you got to go all the way back to the beginning of time and say like okay how did the earth become to being how has it evolved over time how does it have an atmosphere how does it have the water the quantity of water that it has and all the material you know the mountains and rivers and life forms plants trees animals all kinds of shit how did it evolve to this point and what did it take to get there and what does pollution actually mean because everything that we create from the beginning of time until now it came from the damn surface of the earth in the first place so basically what you're seeing is you know we're refining minerals and we're transforming ingredients we're taking the elements and we're doing chemicals reactions and we're creating shit and so over time like one of the recent scares that's going on is people are freaking out about microscopic plastic particles in the environment which yeah i mean that's a fucking huge problem and we need to look into that but we need to do it in a rational manner where we can actually quantify what the problem is and actually quantify what the solution is rather than freaking out and i think if people realize, like, okay, um, you know, trash, okay, there's a lot of trash in the ocean. 
all right, we'll fucking, you know, invent something to go gather it and collect it up and clean it up. Yeah, and, and make flip-flops out that, of it. You know? So the, the good thing in a lot of things I'm saying is, like, people are doing these things. And what's amazing, actually, is over, like, if you look at the last 10 years, we've gone from, you know, these problems actually starting to being mitigated. You know, like the trash problem in the ocean. We've kind of known about that for a while, right? And so in the last, like, few years or so, you've got people that are building things to clean up the mess. So there's a lot of perspectives, man. Like, I can, you know, I can, I'm pretty good at being a, a cynic and well, you know, I, well, for me did you, kind of negative, but did you finish like, your, did you finish your point about, because I think you, uh, you had a real good point there about, you know, recognizing the patterns and understanding that where the atmosphere came from and how it came to be what it is and what climate change really is. If we're breaking it down to a simplest form, like, you know, from my understanding, you know, there was a lot of rain in the beginning and then there was volcanic activity and then there was all sorts of, you know, steaming and boiling and, you know, like the earth wasn't always habitable for human life if you listen to some stories. So in order for it to get back to that point kind of makes sense. Like if there's a, if there's a finality to everything, if there's a, a beginning of life on earth, then there's got to be an end of life on earth, right? And if that's the case, you know, I think they've measured it before. And I don't know if we've talked about it, but I've definitely heard it. But I know our sun's nowhere near, you know, dying. But it is dying. It's going to die one day. Our sun's going to start producing lead, you know, at a fucking crazy point at one point, And then it's going to fucking explode. And, you know, that's going to yeah. fucking suck. Um, and it'll probably... Uh, slow down the process of uh, human evolution but as yeah. as it stands now like the the point that you brought up about understanding where the planet came from and how um you know we, we got to where we're at now that fucking really did blow it out the water for me because it's like if if you're saying what i think you're saying is like well duh it's gonna keep fucking changing duh it's gonna it's gonna get radical at some points but like it's habitable now it then and at the rate that it's changing and the technology you know coincide like i think the technology is going to surpass it and we're going to be able to circumnavigate or figure things out like you said because of these um you know because of the internet and because of the smartphones and because of the tablets and the you know uh the widespread uh uh availability of information and thoughts and ideas these things are, uh, these problems are being mitigated and, and, and these problems are being solved and there are people mm -hmm. that are fixing these things. So, uh, you know, hooray for that. And, uh, when, when, yeah, it, for sure. when it comes to climate change and, and understanding that it's, it's not saying that, you know, the big businesses shouldn't, um, take a look at a, a, a better way of doing things. Like we, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have, uh, uh, regulations on how to deal with pollutants and how to deal with uh you know nuclear waste and and things like that like we need to figure these things out like landfills and and things of that nature like we need to we need to get a, a solve on that however you know we do need to look at it like you said from a realistic 
application. We can't just say, hey, you know, this is the problem. We need to really understand and like stop, stop just portraying all these 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 false narratives and and uh, you know the you're getting mad at me for this and I'm getting mad at you for that. And what we really need to do is just understand what it really is. Get a better education, even if it does. Like I've never heard that putting iodine in bread make you smarter like that makes sense like why wouldn't we want smarter people why wouldn't we want people to 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 be better at things like that's that's the goal right and yeah for sure my conspiracy mind leads us to believe that like you know i mean the the food is 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 huge for me you touched you asked me a little bit and i never got to explain on it but like being a parent i never i'm not smart enough to identify and see if if the math that they're learning is, is not the, what, you know, if it's, you know, holding them back, like I'm, I'm not that person. I'm not, I'm not a scholastically inclined person. Like I have a very low tolerance for scholastic pain. Um, I, I, I just, I can't, you know, I can, but I, I, I prefer not to. And now that I'm a grown up and, you know, I make my own decisions, I just, uh, eat ice cream and play Halo. But, uh, you know, my, my, my technology and my, my brilliance, you know, is, is, is about as clever as, you know, using fucking chopsticks to eat Doritos. You know, that's, that's my, that's my (laughs) invention. Well, I'm saying, you know, you keep the fucking Cheeto dust off, you keep your Dorito dust off your fingers, you know, and like, uh, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a smart thing to do. You know, but that's not, I mean, I probably, I, I'm, I think I saw someone at work doing that, the keeping the Cheeto dust off of her fingers with fucking chopsticks. So I was like, oh, that fucking makes sense. Like, why don't I do that? Like, you know, especially if I'm going to play video games, I don't want to get Cheeto dust all over my fucking controller. Um, that's my idea of smart. So, but the, what, what I have worried about with my kids is, is the nutrition thing. And it's it's hard for me as a, a person that's always trying to learn and get better. It's hard for me to try to feed myself, and it's super difficult trying to teach my kids how to eat healthier, how to how to um, recognize the ingredients that are in something, or actually take the time to look at it. You know, trying to get them to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. I take them to the the store all the time, and I'm like, all right, you know, get two or three things that you can make for after school, and they'll go straight to you know, a box of macaroni and cheese or oodles and noodles yeah. or, you know, something in the frozen yep. section, like a, a frozen uh, chicken Alfredo and noodles dinner. It's like, dude, why don't you get like um, a bag of potatoes? Like, why don't you get, you know, some, why don't you get like a steak? Like, why don't you get, I don't know. Like, I'm not creative with it mm-hmm. and I don't know how to, you know, I'm not a mother. I'm not a, a grandmother that can, that can whip up fucking meals like that, but um, it's, it's gotta be tough because it, I just know that the, when I eat more natural food, when I eat things that come out of the ground, I feel better, you know? And when you're a kid, you kind of have that, you kind of have that grace period where your body can just take whatever and turn it into good food. But if there is a diabolical scheme behind it, it's like to dumb the masses down or to, you know, cut the population down. They're definitely succeeding with diet. Because, you know, there's so much misinformation and who knows what to eat, who knows what to consume nowadays. It's like, you know, I try to eat apple chips instead of Doritos, but it's a constant struggle, you know. Um, 
for sure. Yeah, I mean, part of it is, you know, part of, like, some of the things, the struggle that you're talking about, I would equate to being entangled with the freaking, you could just call it manipulators of our environment. We're basically conditioned to not only think and have certain, uh, you know, back on repetition, have certain habits. Like, when I go shopping for food, I don't exactly have the best habits locating the most nutrient-based type shit I should be eating. And then one of the other things you're talking about where it's like, you know, there's a lot of people in this world, even I myself can admit, I have a hard time, you know, studying textbooks and researching and digging and reading, you know, information. I do have mental blocks where I'm mostly a skimmer. You know, I, 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 look, I look at things more broadly where I don't exactly – I'm not very good at like taking tests and having a finite, you know, amount of time that I have to regurgitate information and answer certain questions. And so I'm not the best test taker in the world and all these things. And part of it, I believe, is it's like we we were conditioned by the governmental scholastic institutions to basically not not be conditioned to be able to wield and and assimilate and and learn you know, the, the accurate knowledge that we need to be able to solve problems. And so part of my argument is like, basically the galactic systems that we have in place, they can be better and they should already have been and become better by now. And, and, you know, and going forward, like we can focus on the future. We could say, all right, we need to make our school systems better. So what do we do? Well, let's basically figure out how to raise, young people to be conditioned to learn and read and absorb information, but also learn how to discern what's bullshit or not. You know, I think obviously it would help if we didn't have an enormous amount of shitty information being produced on a daily basis. But since there is, you know, one, one way to mitigate the problem would be to figure out how to reduce that. Another way to mitigate the problem is to figure out how to make people smarter so they aren't so stupid to believe everything they see on fake news media, you know? It's like people that become hysterical and resort to lunacy because they saw some stupid bullshit at the airport on CNN that was a total fucking lie that was twisted and distorted and spun off from the truth. You know, we need to make those people smarter so they don't fall for that. They're not naive and gullible and stupid enough to to believe a lot of these fake-ass stories about the climate, you know? So there's a lot of ways to, like, try and attack the problem, you know, at provide solutions. It's just, dude, we're just, like, in a big fucking shitstorm of decades and decades of corrupt political nonsense. We're literally just trying... I mean, I, you could say we're rock bottom in a, in a lot of ways, but... You know, it depends on your perspective. I, I don't want people to think, oh, it's all doom and gloom. It's just that I want people to wake up and realize how good things could have been if for the last 30 years we weren't dicking around with trying to impeach presidents for stupid-ass sexual harassment cases or stupid-ass fake foreign Russian collusion nonsense or what have you, whatever the case may be. You know, it's like I would like to solve problems so – you know, you look at the world, you look at technology, how it's evolving, you look at how we can become type one civilization quick, more quickly, you know, you got to start identifying the problems and labeling them and 
simplifying our focus and concentrating, you know, on the the biggest bang for the buck kind of a thing where, okay, so what are the biggest problems? Well, uh, health, uh, shelter, food, sustenance, you know, water, um, transportation is a big one, uh, you know, the ability to hunt and game and, you know, self-defense, whatever, you know, warfare is a big fucking problem in and of itself. That's yeah, a whole tangent I kind of want to just skip over right now, but... I think that's going to be uh, the next one. What's up? I think Warfare will be the next one if we ever dive into the next one, I think, because that's, that's definitely um, way too deep and, and technology fits into it, but... <clears throat> and it would be... Uh, it'd be super dark. We'd have to definitely prepare for that one. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that... Uh, I think that technology as a whole, definitely, the good outweighs the bad. I think I'm 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 an eternal optimist, uh, especially when it comes um, to the persona that I, I give on this podcast. But in 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 reality too, I I tend to see or tend to want to see the the more positive side of things because it it uh it allows me to not only it not only contributes to my sanity, but it allows me to uh, to express things and 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 have a, a better a light on things, and, and and gives me something to look forward to, you know. And I think you've you've definitely opened my eyes on a lot of things tonight. Was there anything from the previous podcast that you wanted to sum up, or is there anything else that we needed to discuss um, before we get out of here? Yeah, I just want to. I just want to make sure I can wrap up. I mean, I might have to summarize a little bit quickly, but you know, you know, take your time. I mean, uh, we're just at one thirteen, so I just figured, okay. you know, we're not, we're um, not, we got all the time in the world. I just want to be mindful of your time as well. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I you, you could say I'm just getting started, but <laughs> no, I know, I know. Trust and believe. Um, go. <laughs> Um, so like, all right, you know, I, I like to just, I just, you know, I just wish people were more open, more open-minded. And so climate change, like if I were to just sum it up, like, okay, what is climate change? You know, that's the, that's the current, the current terminology to the, the planetary weather system crisis is the term climate change. You know, it used to be the ozone. It used to be global colding or some bullshit like i think before that there's, there's a big crisis uh what do you call it um oh, what do you call it like the whole fake news media like they they basically manufacture crises you know and they they come up with some new bullshit to scare everybody and get people freaked out about and by the way like i could just point a tangent it's fear-mongering you look at, what's up it's fear-mongering did you say i'm wandering no, I said it's fear mongering. What the oh, fear, fear, fear mongering? Yeah, yeah, what the media is doing. I'm kind of wondering, but uh, <laughs> dude, the whole stock market is interrelated in all this shit. So, like a lot of these panics and shit, like you see in the media, you can associate it directly to corrupt manipulation of the stock market. So, what you're seeing in the last week or so is. Oh, the Dow Jones and the SP 500, and you know the stock market's crashed. It lost 300 something points. Blah blah blah. Right. And so, 
dude, a, a big reason why there's so much fake news and trash information is uh, greed and corruption in the market. There's people that try to create panics and try, you know, to steal people's money, basically, to simplify it. And, uh, you know, they manipulate the price action in the market. But, you know, I don't want to get too stuck on that either because that's cyber warfare in and of itself. But back on um, climate change, I would just hope for people to realize that what does climate change mean? It's basically everything from the beginning of time when the planet was a fucking dust particle and went through a process of accretion and eventually became a planet. You know, there's a big tangent there. Probably around the time the sun formed, the planet Earth began to form, you know, in the aftermath and possibly even in the in the before math, that's the word, of the creation of the sun. You know, before our sun basically fused into a star from massive quantities of material that generated enough friction and gravity to fuse together and be, you know, spark the process of uh, fusion to become a star. I think our star is, uh, is it a white dwarf or a brown dwarf? I think it's a brown dwarf. Oh, it's definitely white. I don't know, maybe it's a white dwarf. But the point is, is um, you know, when our star was born, you could say that indicates probably really close to the time when the Earth began getting heavier and forming more into a planet, you know, and eventually the moon was created at some point. And, you know, the tangent there is the moon is directly associated with the rotation speed of the Earth. And and, you know, the fact that the, the moon is in geostationary orbit where, or I don't know if that's the correct term, but it basically doesn't really rotate. So earlier we mentioned the dark side of the moon, right? So mm-hmm. you notice how the moon basically rotates, but it rotates with the earth as it rotates. So we're always seeing like the same side, right? So there's evidence there that supports the argument about how the moon was created and how the earth actually formed from that. Uh, process and so the story is basically there's like a big large body I think they called it Thea and so you have these two planetary bodies that basically collided and via you know through the collision the earth got bigger and you know evolved further and the moon was formed and the moon you know evolved and you know the system of the earth and the moon basically created and going forward from that point, you know, just further evolved. And we eventually get to the point where, you know, you have the earth and the moon evolving to actually begin being possible to sustain life. And throughout that process, you know, you have an atmosphere that had to evolve and form. You had, you know, you needed certain molecules in the atmosphere for planetary life to form and more complex cellular uh, mammals to form and so over time you know like climate change it had to evolve into a point where it could sustain life and miraculously it did for whatever reason but the point is is over time throughout all these processes that I jumped through I kind of skipped through a bunch of shit but the point is is through these events and over time the climate changed a lot it evolved it changes you know goes through cycles 
uh, certain cycles repeat over time and, you know, the magnitudes of how intense they can be can be different, you know, during each repetition so on mm-hmm. and so forth. It's highly, so highly complex and dynamic. You can't just, you know, bottle it up in one little phrase, oh, global warming, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and so I was just, you know, I'd like to keep an open mind and open perspective on what is really going on. And so when I think of climate change, I include everything that enabled the earth to sustain life. And then going forward, like we're, we're basically faced with a problem where we have an effect um, on the climate. Everything from a fucking cow fart to a cylinder exploding and exhausting fumes out of your exhaust in your automobile to a jet engine to, you know, just you name it, man. Like anything that has some small microscopic effect on the environment, I consider to be a constituent of climate change. So that's how I like to look at it. And if I were to have a bottom line here where I can state like three or four things, you basically, you have kind of random uh, probability just due to everything from a cow fart to a volcanic explosion or eruption. Uh, I mean, you got volcanic vents under the ocean. You got just the sun itself having an effect on the atmosphere. All these things are constituents of climate change. You got natural permutations. You got random permutations. And then you have life forms on the planet um, exhausting methane and doing different things. You look at humans, we, we have machinery. We have the Industrial Revolution. We have nuclear bombs. Think of all the nuclear bombs that we tested, hundreds or even thousands or however many there were, and the effect that that has on the environment in and of itself. Like You look at nuclear explosions that we did as human beings once we discovered the, you know, the, the radioactive elements of the periodic table and all that. Uh, you know, we began altering and changing the aspects and the status of the environment. And so you have these direct kind of childish, uh, some diabolical, some innocent. You know, it's not like humans testing nuclear bombs are really wanting to destroy the planet. They're just trying to defend themselves and keep their children safe. And, try, you know, we have warfare. And so it gets to a point where we have to do things that are, harmful to the environment in order to basically fight amongst ourselves so there's a lot of perspectives you can take but the point is is that there's a lot of aspects of climate change and you did mention one earlier about how people you know they see clouds and they make it rain more regularly in their countries so that they can grow crops you know like in Abu Dhabi or different remote areas uh I'm not very not very knowledgeable of the globe, but the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of, uh, you could say, I don't know what the word would be, just non-diabolical forms of climate uh, manipulation, where all people, that are, all they're trying to do is just grow food for their families and food for their... Yeah, not not all of it's nefarious. Um, You know, some of it is, I mean, that's where you say you got to take the good with the bad, you know, just because, you know, the internet and uh, social media is making, you know, people uh, more insecure and bitch more about, you know, everything and fucking there's there's so many bad things that comes with it. But there's also, 
the good that comes with it. There's also the exchange of the information. There's also the, you know, um, people being able to put curriculum online and, and the exposing, you know, this um, fraud and corruption and, and being able to, to kind of see, you know, what's really going on from, from a, a thousand or a million different point of views instead of just one uh, media conglomerate kind of painting the narrative for everybody and everyone just kind of feeding off of the the nipple of of that that whatever cnn or fox news or whoever it is you know and it's you see some mm -hmm. of it but i do see a lot more and i hate to use the expression but there's a lot more people you know being woke or, or waking up out of this fog that's been you know drifting over us and i'm i'm guilty of it just like anyone else, I mean, you know, I I tell my daughter, you know, we need to make sure we get a Brita filter and make sure the the water that we're drinking is is we're using just you know cups that we buy. Not only because we've invested in that for our home, but also because these bottles of water that we're using a lot is is contributing to you know not only plastic particles being ad admitted into the atmosphere, but you know trash and waste and and all things of that. But also do trust in the system, and I I. I don't worry too much about it, but I wanna I wanna do what I can to make my footprint as small as possible. And I I don't wanna pollute the world, but I do drive to work, you know, like I was putting around on my motorcycle today just because it's fun. Like I was going faster than I necessarily needed to because why? Because I filled up my gas tank and because I can, you know, like um so I I don't have um you know, uh, 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 plan to ruin the earth. Like I don't have a plot and scheme to, you know, uh, darken the clouds and, and fuck the fish in the sea. Like, uh, that's not my plan. I'm just trying to get by. So if you take my small actions and then multiply it by the, what, 300 million people that are on earth or whatever, the 3.5 billion people that are on earth, like, you're going to get um, a small percentage that or, or a percentage that's like me and a percentage that's, you know, not. So we've, we've got to balance it out. We've got to recognize the patterns. And I think I think balance is is key here. Um, as far as as climate change, you've definitely changed my perception on it. You know, now I do think, like I said, there's there's big businesses that are contributing to it. There's there's, uh, you know, me and you that are contributing to it. There's there's uh, volcanoes, there's natural things that are attributing it to it or that are contributing to it. So uh, we need to take all of that into account. And I think uh, I think you're right. You hit it right on the head where if we just label these things and put these these um, these convenient uh, phrases together and they become weaponized uh, through the media and through misinformation, I think that's super toxic. And I think we need to lead away from that. I think your point on uh on trying to make these things uh normalized but also simplified so that people can understand and digest what's really going on so that we can we can spend our energy focusing on things that matter on on like on on getting to the next level and getting to this stage where where people can not only coexist and and be on a point where we can all not only get along, but we can have an understanding that some people are some way and some people are others, but there is a common goal as humans that we're trying to achieve, and that is 
the betterment of our society and the betterment of this planet for the greater good of our children and their children's children you know like if if we are going to get caught in some you know greenhouse effect and the the planet is going to melt like a fucking ice cube um then we need to go ahead and get these these uh space stations up and running and we need to go ahead and terraform other planets and 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 have these contingencies and stop worrying about the, our petty differences and really unite on on a level of technology and information true information not this misinformation that's clickbaity and and selly based off of you know emotions and drama you know i went to church the other day and and the pastor knocked it out the park with he said you know we don't sell products anymore we're selling experiences you know millennials have got so good at you know um selling you an experience and it's like you know the experience is great but we don't need a product to have an experience all you need is people an inspiration to have an experience and you can take that experience and you can you know you can try to profit off it or you can you can appreciate it for what it is and you can take that experience and you can you can ponder the idea of how to replicate it and how to you know if it's a good experience do it again if it's a bad experience how to how to how to um you know you know safeguarded and and nerf it or at least explain it to other people's like i love your your um your analogy of um teaching a kid how to strike a match and all of a sudden you're introducing a whole new level of danger um Mm -hmm. that is that is so powerful in a way that it's like uh with great power comes great responsibility i I say it over and over again for sure one of the greatest it's one of the greatest quotes spider-man gave us and and it, but it's so true you know like you have yeah. we us as a civilization we have the power to literally change our environment by you know we can build a house but we can burn the motherfucker down like we can build a city but we can literally nuke it melt it off the face of the planet um in closing because we do got to close this up because we're taking way too long here. Um, um, well, we're not taking too long. I'm just getting hungry and uh, I'm out. I'm, I'm out of drink and I don't want to leave you hanging. But if you can, simply um, for my little um, peanut brain here, can you explain the difference between a hydrogen bomb and an atom bomb? If if well if like if you could if you could try to break it down in simplest terms. Hmm. Um, well, I think there's like three forms of nuclear bombs. Uh, the first one, I think, that we mostly dropped on places like Hiroshima and Nagasaki or whatever it was, uh, I think those were just regular-ass uh, atom bombs where we basically split an atom. I can't tell you like exactly all the ingredients, but I think it incorporated but it split it split one atom that caused a chain reaction to split many atoms within the the vicinity which created the huge you know mushroom cloud uh uh completely fucking nuked and emp'd anything within the fucking whatever you know eight mile radius or whatever it was um so those those were the first atom bombs but is is there a distinct difference because doesn't a hydrogen bomb when it when it explodes it almost implodes and it'll suck up all of the air 
in the atmosphere and literally burn all of the the air out of it or something doesn't it do something crazy to the air around it not only not only does it explode and burn but it like it'll like implode and fucking i don't know well uh, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I think that one of the biggest differences is like a uh, regular ass atom bomb. Um, you know, it's like the basic splitting of an atom and creating a chain reaction where it's basically you split one atom and then it, you know, splits the nearby atoms and it keeps going. But then eventually there's like a, you know, it can plateau. And at some point it's like it's done. You know, the chain reaction is complete and there's not much fissile material or whatever the word is where where it can react any longer but i think uh like with the hydrogen bomb i think the biggest uh, difference is you literally are using a regular ass like atom bomb as the trigger for the hydrogen bomb and so that's kind of a one way of looking at it if i'm not mistaken where you can just think of it as like the fuse <laughs> Like an atom bomb is the fuse for a hydrogen bomb. Mm. So, so, so you'll implode. You'll use a, a, an atom bomb to trigger and implode uh, the energy inward into like some more material that then creates the hydrogen bomb reaction. And I think the biggest uh, concern is like the the size of the destruction is like kind of limitless in a way if you think about it because you can just build it as big as you want to the point where it could destroy the planet um but i think there's also another permutation that gets even crazier than that and i can't even explain it or begin to really describe it but i know that we're basically at the point in technological evolution where we have wielded nuclear technology where we can pretty much destroy ourselves or find a more responsible way to, to, to use it. You know, for example, I mean, I can bring up thorium technology. You know, our government during Richard Nixon's days um, basically did an experiment and where is it it's like oakland oakland national laboratory or something where they showed how the thorium element can be used to create uh, nuclear energy and it's done in a really 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 safe manner compared to the technology that's utilized for creating a nuclear material for war warfare so you know, Richard Nixon basically swept it under the rug, and since he's an asshole, he basically set the country on a path to using um, nuclear reactor technology that produces uh, nuclear material for warfare as like a like a waste product. So then they take that and then they build nuclear bombs with it. And so you look at all of our nuclear reactor technology; it's structured for that process and so it's not necessarily structured to produce energy in a more efficient manner in a safer manner for us to just have energy right so you think about your electric bill every month you know you might spend a hundred dollars or more and you know a lot of different people depending on what they're doing their electric bills are huge right if you're if you're a businessman or woman and you're trying to run a business your business electric bill at the your facility that you're running your business at 
you know, it's probably double or three times your electric bill where you live. And so you look at anything that you do in your life that requires energy from cooking a meal to operating your transportation to keeping you warm at night or even cold in the summertime, you know, with your air conditioning and anything else, it's, you know, just the, the cell phones we're using right now and how they were produced, any product you ever buy that's manufactured, there's enormous amounts of energy that goes into producing products and technology. And so if we could have had a better president than Richard Nixon, and if we could have evolved thorium reactor technology to the point where by now, in this current time, we could pretty much have free energy for everything we do for the rest of our lives. But instead, we have this diabolical bullshit that set us on a path where we don't have that technology evolved yet, and we're still just doing the same old stupid bullshit we've been doing for decades. This was the and conversation. So, this was the conversation that you and I had that made me think that you were a rocket scientist when you were telling me about how the thorium was a more effective way of nuclear energy. And I was like, I was like, is this guy really my friend? Like, does he really <laughs> exist in real life? Like this, this would be the the example of to make me think of like you know the the whatchamacallit, the uh, simulation theory. Because like, do re do people really know this? Like. Uh, is this something like that really goes through your brain like on a, on on like a normal basis like it's just it, it's it's mind-blowing i i got a new nickname for you it's uh it's uh mr make my brain hurt because <laughs> like when you really start getting into it i'm like oh shit here comes some shit and like i almost feel myself like my scholastic um, you know, weak fucking bodied self, like be like, oh no, here comes some fucking real complicated shit. But by the end yeah. of it, I'm like, damn, like that's fucking crazy, and it really opens your mind to new things, and it uh, it really does uh, it humbles me. It makes me feel like uh, appreciative that there's 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 people out there like you. So, um. I'm gonna cut this one down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and, and wrap this up for us. Uh, did you want to touch on anything before I wrap this up, real quick? Mm. Uh, I mean, there. Last time I said this, you, it was at one thirteen, and now it's at one thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's probably a good place to wrap it up. You know, there's always, uh, there's always the future. There's always. Hell yeah! You know, well, another, another day, another dollar. But um, um, I mean, where I'm going with this is basically, you know, oriented all about all how technology is entangled and everything. And I was just trying to help share like how I believe, you know, one way of looking at it is okay. By this point, we could have already been evolved to transcend death and disease and have better health care and live healthier lives and and cure cancer and cure, you know, all the crazy ailments that give people illnesses. And, you know, we, we could be at the point where energy is cheap as fuck and we're so cheap that it's basically free. And, you know, we could be in a, in a, you know, a, a time of actual true peace and, you know, no terrorism and warfare, but, you know, there's just a lot of things making people crazy. You know, there's a lot of uh, mental illness out there where we're just getting contaminated with 
hormone mimickers and plasticizers and things that we use to hold the water we drink and all kinds of shit that leads to stupidity, man. So we do have an effect on the climate and, you know, evolution is undeniable because we can see it happen before our very eyes. And I just, I wish people would keep an open mind, you know, cause there again, it's like there's people that have mental blocks with words like evolution and they think, Oh, you know, evolution means we came from monkeys and that's it. And it was that simple. And they just choose not to believe that shit. And it's like, you know, people close their minds off to certain things. And I just, I just wish people would, you know, open their minds up a little more and keep, their opinions available allow themselves to grow and evolve them over time as they learn and obtain more more truths and more information um so so that we can transition from type zero to type one as soon as fucking possible because we do have big ass problems facing us you know like the planet that we live on you know first of all like if if we blow ourselves up what are we going to do you know, imagine imagine a situation in the future where we have World War Three. We're about to ruin our own planet because some stupid asses have their thumb on a trigger. And, you know, maybe we built some spaceships by that point, And maybe we have an ability to leave the planet before we perish, at least some of us. And maybe go to Mars and terraform Mars and create an atmosphere and, and you know, control greenhouse effects and, and learn how to control the climate properly and learn how to terraform other planets. You know, it's not just Mars, man. Like, yeah, sure, we can find planets like Earth that are already ready to go, but chances are we might have to tweak them and manipulate them a little bit so that we can survive there. Yeah, so or or bring smallpox... Or bring smallpox blanks, smallpox blankets with us to fucking uh, give to the natives. Yeah, and fuck them up and take their land. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like we're basically faced. We're we're at like a transition point where if we do not figure out how to control the climate properly, we're fucked. So we're we're you know I just I wish people would recognize the fact that. Yes, climate change is real, and we have to figure out how to fucking do it properly. Otherwise, we will not survive type 1 transition. We will just perish. So we're kind of obligated to figure it out. And so it's a big challenge, man. Like, if we can't figure out how to clean the air we breathe and, you know, terraform Mars, for example, but also do it in a manner where we can breathe pure uh, atmosphere that's composed so that we can you know our lungs can get oxygen out of it properly without being poisoned by greenhouse gases and whatever you know we have to figure that shit out in order to be able to do it and so so the internet technology you know the internet is our our telephone communication system for type one you know it's going to continue evolving you know and so when we're type one and we're you know like say we survive that transition and then we're faced with the next transition to type two, you know, all these things are going to continue evolving. And so, you know, the internet's going to evolve in our lifetime. We're going to see, you know, in our lifetime, we've seen things evolve. We've seen processes that are essential constituents or ingredients, if you will, to the transition from zero to one. We're seeing our communication system that we need. We're seeing 
technology, you know, evolved to the point where we do have to learn how to create sustainable ecosystems and sustainable climate systems so that we can protect ourselves. Because, you know, there's things that can destroy our environment. Imagine if Yellowstone National Park erupted and it suddenly alter our climate to the point where it's, you know, impossible to breathe the air and survive and whatever. You know, there's natural disasters that can lead to our, our demise. So we have to learn how to transcend and survive these events. You know, anything from an asteroid hitting us to, you know, our own self-destruction, we have to learn how to survive these things in order to prevail and survive, dude. Otherwise, we're going to perish, man. Yeah. Um, no, that's 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 fucking one hell of a way to wrap it up too. Uh and we're gonna close on that, man. Just keep an open mind and instead of instead of whining about it and bitching about climate change, let's embrace it and realize that that's what we need to do. Like that's the goal. Like we wanna change the climate. We wanna embrace it. Like we wanna, you know, level up. You know, that's 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 where we're going. That's where we're headed. That's the that's the inevitable. But uh, yep. we got to get these fucker uh, evil, um, uh, diabolical, you know, trying people trying to slow down the progression. We need to get them out the way. You know, the, the, that slow, closed-minded yeah, way of thinking. We need to go ahead and, um, you know, give them the boot and um, go ahead and plant the root for some people that are ready to take the shoot. And, um, you know what I'm saying? get out yeah. of here but uh that was a great soj conversation i'm hitting the button man thank you guys for listening open your damn minds and uh stop sucking on cow farts 